The day has finally arrived. We've certainly waited long enough. Devin Archer has testified in Congress, and he delivered bombshell testimony, every bit as damaging as we anticipated, and even worse. If these allegations are true, if a fraction of these allegations are true, then President Joe Biden is easily the most corrupt politician in, in U.S. history, the most corrupt politician maybe on the planet. I, again, if the, if the allegations are true, if... I mean, he gives Putin a run for his money, literally operating the office of VP back under Obama as like the Gambino crime family. By the way, Obama must be furious. But by the way, and Obama is culpable and amazing that Obama's getting a total pass. Because you mean to tell me that all this corruption, scandalous behavior going on right under Obama's nose and he didn't know about it and the DOJ didn't know about it? Come on, he's totally culpable. But of course, don't hold your breath of him being held accountable. The details are stunning. If a fraction of these allegations are true, Joe Biden needs to be impeached. And there's a small chance that the Senate may even convict. Now, I'm not holding my breath here. I mean, John Durham couldn't even, like, indict anybody we've ever heard of. But remember, the Democrats want Joe Biden out almost as badly as we do, but they just need the right pretext. So, like, if there's you know high crimes and misdemeanors here, then there is a tiny, tiny chance. Again, I'm, I'm not putting a wager on that in Las Vegas. So we find, and by the way, thanks to Devin Archer, we finally know who the big guy is. It's not exactly going to shock you. The big guy is not Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. Yeah, I was also shocked that Joe Biden turns out to be the big guy. So let me just say this to Republicans, and we're going to give you a lot of these stunning, all the stunning details, full analysis of the Devin Archer bombshell testimony. But Republicans, please stop like bragging about the fact that you're not going to be like Nancy Pelosi and you're not going to weaponize impeachment and we're like, we're going to take it slowly and we're going to do an impeachment inquiry. We're going to do it right, unlike Pelosi, who just decided to ram, to, to bulldoze an impeachment through. Like, can, number one, how much more slowly can you go? Number two, uh, th- th- stop comparing this to Trump. Trump did not deserve to be impeached. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, this is not weaponizing. I mean, Joe Biden, like I said, these allegations, this is so dirty, so corrupt. Uh, that, like, like the, 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 the uh, allegations here are so incredibly serious and you talk about the danger, the national security threat. You talk about Joe Biden being literally betraying, committing practically treason, and you're going to tiptoe. And and, and and number and how much more slowly can you go? I mean, Biden, like th- he did these crimes and he was VP allegedly. That that's like seven, eight, ten years ago. I mean, he committed these crimes if they happened nearly a decade ago. Like you talk about slow walk, that's slow walking. And like Nancy Mace, I heard I heard Congresswoman Nancy Mace on Fox News on Monday. We're not like the Democrats. We don't weaponize impeachment. We follow the law. We follow the protocol. And by the way, I'm not even sure that's the correct approach. I mean, because what the Democrats have done here is they've turned they're operating the DOJ like the KGB. Okay, they're using Soviet style tactics. So is that the right? I've heard many people say this. They say, you know, you're all like proud of the fact that. Well, we're following the law. We're sticking with the rule of law. We're going to follow the democratic process and due do process. And like the Putin's enemies say that too. When, when Vladimir Putin poisons Alexei Navalny and puts him in prison, right? And does all sorts of horrible things. They say, well, you know, we're not going to fight fire with fire. We're going to follow the, we're, we're going to be above that. We're going to take the high road. We're going to follow, we're going to give Vladimir Putin due process. I mean, you do whatever you can because it's an all out war. So that's absurd. And, and like I said, I can't stand, they keep equating, even now, even now they're equating Trump and Biden as though like Trump deserved to be impeached. Biden deserved to be impeached. So let's treat them the same, but let's follow due process. 
Trump was impeached. Trump was literally impeached trying to dig up evidence of the crimes that we are now hearing about from Devin Archer, from Tony Bobulinski, the crimes that we found uh, on the Hunter Biden laptop. That's what Trump was digging for. So Trump got impeached. Think about that. It's surreal. It, it sends chills down your spine that Trump was impeached for actually trying to expose the crimes of Biden. And, like, and, and, and then they're equating what Trump did and what Biden did. And what Trump did was nothing short of heroic. And what's amazing is you think about would any of this have been exposed even now without the discovery of the Hunter Biden laptop? Like, it's almost surreal when you think about it, that Hunter Biden left the laptop with a repair at this repair shop and just forgot about it or didn't ever went back to retrieve it. And otherwise, and that happens again in the hands of Rudy Giuliani. And then, of course, Giuliani, they I mean, what they they, they defamed and destroyed him decimated him and accused it of being Russia disinformation and and censored the whole story, of course, back in November 2020 and, and, and like made Giuliani the bad guy. But like it doesn't even happen. Imagine if what was his name? John Paul Mack, the name of this repair shop owner. Imagine if like obviously he's not a big fan of the Bidens. Like imagine if he I don't know, were some kind of woke leftist. I mean, he just would have buried this uh, this laptop or given it to Nancy Pelosi. And even once we had the Hunter laptop, it's still taken us years. And of course, it never happened when the Democrats were in power. And it took the enormous efforts of Congressman James Comer to expose this massive corruption. All right, let me get to a few other very, very quick stories. And then we're going to get into all of the Devin Archer testimony here. Um, According to a new report, somebody actually did an analysis. President Joe Biden has spent a a large chunk of the time as president on vacation. Joe Biden has spent 39 percent of his presidency on vacation. Now, listen, Joe Biden has spent his entire presidency on vacation because where you stick him in the Oval Office, whatever, wherever you put him, he's in the same frame of mind. He has no real, no clue, really no clue what's going on. So it really kind of makes no difference where he is. But I guess they're defining vacation as away from the White House versus in the White House. So 39 percent. And by the way, that's the only reason that our country is still functional. The only reason that he hasn't sent our country down a cliff is because he's only operating 61% of the time in the White House. And the rest of the time, he's actually off, thankfully, so he can't damage the country as much. All right, a new CBS poll shows 65% of Americans view the Biden economy as bad. 65% of Americans, according to CBS, say the Biden economy is bad. The other 35%, I mean, they clearly suffer from some sort of mental illness. I don't see any other option. Uh, According to a new report, California has lost hundreds of millions of dollars due to out of in tax revenue due to out of state migration. California lost almost $350 million because people are flocking out of the state, out of state migration. And what they're doing is they're driving out all the taxpayers. Okay. And they're keeping the illegals and the homeless who then are all on these government programs and sucking up all these taxpayer dollars. So this is the recipe. Okay. If, if you want your state to go bankrupt, the recipe is put everybody, including illegals and everybody else, put them on government programs, every government program imaginable. Turn your cities into garbage dumps, into homeless shelters. Literally, San Francisco, LA, these are, the, 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 it's just one big homeless encampment and drug dens, parks, streets, hotels, just syringes everywhere and all sorts of garbage and disgusting things. So turn, turn your city streets literally into these gigantic homeless shelters. And what you're going to do is you're going to attract millions of degenerates and mentally ill and homeless people. And they're going to feed off the live off the government f- funding. And then you're going to drive out all the actual hard, hard, hardworking people who actually are the ones who pay the taxes and actually are the ones who support everybody else. Uh, you know, and by the way, that was even before COVID. Now, of course, COVID has driven a lot more people out because there's so many people able to work from home and work remotely. All right. 
So Devin Archer, former Hunter Biden business associate, uh, he delivered bombshell testimony on Monday at the House Oversight Committee. Now, this was not televised, but it was transcribed, and a lot of the details have come out you know, from the people who actually were either there or who read the transcript. So here are your takeaways. Takeaway number one, Burisma pressured Hunter Biden in 2015 to handle Viktor Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor, who, of course, was investigating Burisma for corruption, causing all sorts of headaches. Number two, as I said, the big guy turns out to be Joe Biden. And they kept referencing, I I read that at least five different business associates of Hunter Biden would refer to Joe Biden as the big guy. So that was the term. And remember, give however much money for the big guy, 10,000. And of course, there's the, the, the FBI informant says Joe Biden got 5 million from Burisma. All right, takeaway number three, uh, top foreign executives, business executives, these high-level executives could get Joe Biden on the phone. Hunter could literally be sitting in a meeting with them, and he'll get Joe on speakerphone. You just pull out the phone, put it on speaker, and call the big guy during literally these board meetings and these executive meetings with these corrupt executives and at least 20 different occasions that, that, that Hunter Biden got Joe Biden. And we're going to play you the clip in a moment of Joe Biden insisting, Joe Biden in 2020 insisting that he never was involved with Hunter Biden's business dealings, never had conversations with Hunter's business associates. We'll play you that amazing clip, stunning clip. Takeaway number four, Hunter Biden was added to Burisma's board in 2014 because the family's brand provided value and the firm was facing enormous corruption allegations from the U.S., Great Britain, and, of course, Viktor Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor who Joe Biden ultimately got fired. And takeaway number five, Devin Archer, like I said, contradicted Joe Biden's repeated claims that he never met with Hunter Biden's business associates, never discussed business. And Devin Archer, like I said, he told Congress that he got on the speakerphone more than 20 times. Joe Biden, uh, Hunter got on speaker over 20 times uh, with his father while he was literally meeting with these business executives. So let me play you this clip. This clip is from 2020. And Peter Ducey is actually asking Joe Biden the question. Listen to this. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business And so how do you know? Let's start, you know? Look, here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question. Why is he on the phone with a foreign leader? trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened. That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's <laughs> using the abuse of power and every element of the, the uh, presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this, and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. There's nothing there. Ask the right question. I mean, by the way, I mean, it literally sends chills down your spine, and he's attacking Ducey, and he's saying you should look at Trump. Trump's the one you should be Of course he wants you to be looking at Trump because he wants to do anything possible to take the focus off of him and talking about how you're asking the wrong question. No, actually, Ducey was asking the exact right question, and Biden's saying every, people looked at this, and they said there's nothing there. No, 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 no. Nobody's got a chance to look at this because the DOJ totally suppressed this and buried this story, and it's finally coming out, like I said, thanks to the uh, very, very enormous, immense efforts of a, of a lot of people on the Republican side. And despite that, it took for so long for that to happen. And by the way, you know, it's like a little bit insane is that Joe Biden, this is 2020. 
and he actually sounds better. Remember, he had all those cognitive issues then, and you know he he had he was so frail and so, he's so confused all the time, and yet he actually sounds so, so much better. He's a shell of his, of his former self from even back then. In other words, he listens to Joe Biden now. And he's not even close to what he was back in 2020. And in 2020, he was a shell of his former self. And but you listen to that clip, and it's like, wow, where did that version of Joe Biden go? Because now he's not even he he can't even get to that level of cognition. And by the way, CNN CNN actually defends uh, Hunter and defends Joe, and so that doesn't defend Hunter, but defends Joe Biden, and 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 says, no, you don't have to worry about Devin Archer's testimony because Hunter was only selling the illusion of access to Joe Biden. That's CNN's defense. I mean, it's indefensible at this point. Even the left, even the Democrats, even the media, there's nothing they can say. But CNN managed to conjure up something. Hunter was only selling the illusion of access. Joe Biden wasn't involved. Yeah, Hunter, he was telling people, oh, you, you can have access to my father. You can have access to the big guy. But it was just an illusion. Well, is it an illusion when 20 times he put the phone on speaker and he got Joe Biden on uh, on the phone with these top Burisma executives? And, and who knows who else? CEFC China and who knows what other companies and what other corrupt foreign agents and foreign business people that, that Joe Biden was doing political favors for, allegedly. How is that an illusion? How is it an illusion that they said, we need you to take care of Victor Shokin. And then several days later, Joe Biden literally went, and we know this because he brags about this on a tape, he literally went to Ukraine and said, I'm going to withhold a billion dollars in loan guarantees if you don't fire this prosecutor. And lo and behold, they fire the prosecutor. All right, so Devin Archer told uh, Congress that Burisma pressured Hunter uh, in, in 2015 to to handle the Ukrainian prosecutor. And literally Archer told the committee Hunter was added to the board in 2014. Like I said, his family's brand bought value. And he said that the brand, J- Vice President Joe Biden, brought the most value to the brand. And Archer said that Burisma would have gone under if not for the brand. Like I said, he contradicted Joe Biden's claims. I never discussed business with my son Hunter. And and, and do you understand like what's going on over here? They literally put him on the phone, put Joe Biden on the phone to sell the brand. So it's like Hunter sitting there with the business executives and they're like, listen, we're paying you a lot of money and we need favors done, allegedly. And then he gets his father on the phone like to show them that, listen, I have the influence that you need and selling the brand. Like, just think about that. And even Democrats were forced to acknowledge after this testimony that Joe Biden had contact with business associates of his son. And listen to this. Listen to this. Archer told uh, members of Congress, told the committee. Hunter was pressured to help deal with prosecutor Victor Shokin, his corruption investigation. Okay, so here's a quote um, from the committee, literally direct quote from the committee uh, recounting the testimony. Quote, in December 2015, Mikola Zlachevsky, owner of Burisma and an executive of Burisma, Vadim Pajarsky, placed constant pressure on Hunter to get help from D.C. Uh, regarding Victor Shokin, the prosecutor. Shokin was investigating Burisma for corruption. Hunter, along with Zlachevsky and Pajarsky, called D.C. to discuss the matter. They scold. They literally stepped away. That's a direct quote. The, the three of them stepped away to take the call and call D.C. And a few days later, Joe Biden visited Ukraine as VP and pressured them, said threatened to withhold $1 billion in loan guarantees if they did not fire Victor Shokin. I mean, just think about that. Biden's defenders have long maintained the firing was not related to Burisma but was a result of U.S. policy because the Obama administration felt that Victor Shokin was corrupt. By the way, Victor Shokin himself says that I was not corrupt. He says that he was fired as a result of his probe into Burisma. Archer testified in the spring of 2014. Joe Biden attended a business dinner with Hunter and his business associates at Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C. The Russian oligarch Elena Baturina attended that meeting, but Joe never discussed. I'm sure he never brought up business dealings. He didn't even know he was sitting across. Who is this person? Oh, just some person. No idea. Um, 
Congressman Dan Goldman, who represents Brooklyn, by the way, Democrat Congressman Dan Goldman, uh, one of the leading impeachment lawyers against Trump, he told reporters that Archer recalled Hunter speaking with his father every day on the phone. So, yeah, well, he got on speakerphone 20 times with these business executives and Joe Biden's the VP, but he spoke to him all the time. Uh, in October 2020, Tony Bobolinsky, former Hunter Biden business partner, said the notion that Joe and Hunter never discussed business dealings was a lie. Bobolinsky said he was introduced to Joe Biden in May of 2017. They discussed the history of the Biden family, as well as plans with the Chinese, with Bo- which Bobolinsky claims Joe was plainly familiar with at a high level. So this is really, really astonishing stuff. By the way, somebody asked me about this, and I and I wanted to mention this anyway. Hunter Biden's lawyer. This is in the Hunter Biden plea bargain, that whole fiasco. So this is unreal. This like you literally this is being reported in the mainstream media. So what I'm about to say is not like conspiracy stuff, but it's almost mind boggling that this could happen. Hunter Biden's lawyer actually impersonated a lawyer working for Congress in an effort to get the court to dispose of evidence. This is stuff that like happens in the movies or in a novel and you don't even believe it when it does. Um, This is a lawyer, Jessica Bengals, okay, a lawyer for working for Latham and Watkins, which is literally uh, Hunter Biden's firm representing Hunter. And she's being accused of misrepresenting her identity um, and who she worked for, attempting to convince the court clerk office to remove a key document from evidence in the criminal tax case of Hunter Biden. So uh, a Republican senator now is calling for a disciplinary inquiry into Hunter Biden's legal team. Here's a quote, Senator Pete Ricketts, Republican Nebraska, told Fox News, quote, I've heard from countless Americans are concerned our justice system is being weaponized against President Biden's opponents and his son gets uh, preferential treatment. What happened was U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica, Norica, who's the judge in the Hunter Biden tax scandal, she threatened sanctions against Hunter Biden's lawyers, accused Jessica Bengals of misrepresenting her identity and who she worked for. Bengals called the clerk's office pretending to be associated with lawyers linked to the House Ways and Means Committee. So she pretended to be basically a lawyer representing the Republicans on the Ways and Means Committee, um, which is meant to investigating Hunter. And she said, listen, you got to get rid of this document. This document doesn't belong here. And she was pretending literally to be a Republican and pretend, you know, representing Republicans and pretended to be one of the lawyers acting against Hunter Biden. She said it's interfering with the congressional uh, probe, the congressional investigation. And and it turns out she's really working for Hunter, for Hunter's law firm. Rickards called on courts in New York and Washington, D.C. to launch an ethics investigation into Bengals and lead lawyer Christopher Clark an ethics investigation. I mean, this sounds like. A, a felony. This sounds like a real crime that was committed, pro, pro, maybe even more than one. I mean, what, why why is she not being investigated for, a, for, for, for in a criminal investigation? Why, why, is, why are they not threatening her with jail? I mean, you could just pretend to be the lawyer of the other side and tell them, listen, you need evidence disposed of? I mean, this, is, this stuff is like mind-boggling. All right, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.